hits. Please start your archived recording. 30 seconds in. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, mark. 30 seconds to airtime. Your final time check will come with 15 seconds to airtime. Mark, 15 seconds to airtime. Stations, have fun. The following is a presentation of IMG. IMG. America's home for college sports. Together, we swarm. Ten, five, a dive, touchdown, Jackets. It is broken up, incomplete. 32 yards to Quan Marshall in a blink. A rambling wreck is, is coming. coming. 15 to 10, to five, touchdown, Jackets. Broken up in the end zone. Sacked by the Jackets. They absolutely swarm them. Mouse call, Kervante Benson. Take it the distance, young man. This is Georgia Tech football. Justin intercepted, sacked from the backside. Before they even got in their seats here at Bobby Dodd Stadium, it's a clutch finish. It's time for the Paul Johnson Show on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network, presented by Wellstar. Coming up, we have 60 minutes of tech football talk. The Paul Johnson Show is presented by Wellstar, the official and exclusive healthcare partner of Georgia Tech Athletics, by Georgia Power. Georgia Power brings the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. And by Coca-Cola. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's Served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Now, alongside three-time ACC Coach of the Year, Paul Johnson, here's the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a very good evening. It is Monday night, and it is time once again to talk Georgia Tech football. Welcome to the Paul Johnson Show. Alongside the head coach of the Yellow Jackets, I'm Andy Demetra. 41-0, the Yellow Jackets open 2018 with a shutout win over all Corn State at Bobby Dodd Stadium. We'll break down that match, and we'll preview a tough test awaiting Tech in Week 2 as they head to Tampa to take on USF, and we look forward to doing so over the next 60 minutes with your questions as well using the hashtag AskCPJ on Twitter. Let's introduce the head coach of the Yellow Jackets, Paul Johnson. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Doing great. How about you? Doing well. Uh, I know from your comments to Wiley afterwards on our broadcast, your post-game pre press conference Saturday, your teleconference yesterday, 41 nothing or not, uh, you felt there were a lot of things that you guys need to get better at before you head to Tampa. Yeah, no question. I thought we, we did some good things defensively and, and flew around and played hard. We still had um, a lot of breakdowns and we missed some tackles so there's room for improvement over there even though we we didn't give up any points but offensively I was really disappointed especially with the guys that have played a lot uh, just not the recognition just attention to detail all those little things that uh, we need to do to be good wasn't there so we've got to do a better job coaching them and they got to do a better job preparing well let's start on defense and as he told Wiley afterwards uh, anytime you hold a team no matter the level of competition to zero points you're going to win more games than not was it simply the energy level of the defense that pleased you most what else uh, delighted you from that first effort of the defense well I think that uh, we played hard but uh, I think we also got some some negative plays we had a lot of people in the backfield and pressure at times uh, we got a couple of turnovers scored on defense that's something we haven't done since the bowl game a year ago I guess and uh, or two years ago and uh, so that was a positive to see and hopefully it's something we can build on yeah you had one defensive touchdown from David Curry nearly had a second from Caleb Oliver had it not been for the flag uh, Taquan Marshall probably could have acquitted himself better in week one nobody's going to outwork Taquan uh, your thoughts on the day running the ball, running the option for Taquan, and then your thoughts on, on where he can sharpen himself passing the ball. Well, you know, he can throw the ball better than he threw Saturday, and, and I'm not that concerned about that because I've seen it. I know he can throw better. He just wasn't having a good day. But uh, the recognition, the overall running the offense, I mean, this is second year. Uh, better awareness of what's going on around him. Uh, you, you know, just those kind of things, doing his responsibility and – making sure that he's doing the right things when he needs to be doing it. And all those things I think he can get better at as, as well as us. And clearly, you know, we didn't do a very good job getting him ready for the first game. 
Jordan Ponchez <coughs> Mason got the first touchdown, his first career start. Your redshirt freshman with any young guy who's running the football with you is not just about what you do when the ball's in your hand, but about blocking and, and your other responsibilities within the option. How did Jordan Ponchez Mason do in his debut? Well, certainly he did some good things. I mean, he, you know, he had a couple of nice runs and scored a touchdown. He also missed a few reads and he's got to work on his game when he doesn't have the ball in his hand. But, uh, you know, I think he's got a bright future. He can be a good player for us if he'll continue to work hard. Who uh, were your offensive, defensive, special teams players of the game versus Alcorn? Well, on offense, it was kind of hard to find one, but we settled on Parker Braun. He probably was the most consistent and played the best. Uh, defensively, I think uh, Desmond Branch. And on special teams was uh, Jaquan Henderson. Yeah, Jaquan Henderson. He was certainly flying around on the coverage unit. Uh, you were disappointed in the offensive line play overall. What's the one biggest area you want to see them improve upon and take some accountability for going into USF? Well, I think just recognition, recognition of fronts and blocking rules and uh, forget about the physicality of it and the one-on-one -on -one blocks. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of those guys have played enough. They should do better. They, they should know better than what went on on Saturday. You said on the teleconference yesterday, Kenny Cooper's still working hard, but unlikely that he'll see the field versus USF. Uh, we'll see what he can do in practice, but, uh, you, you know, he's probably not going to play. If he does, it'll only be for a half. Okay, and uh, if he's not available for any length of the game, Jahazel Lee still in center. You said he struggled with, with staying too high uh, on Saturday. Was that something that you had noticed in him during preseason, or, you know, was this something that maybe caught you off guard that he would be playing with such a high pad level uh, against Alcorn? No, I think that this this is not – he's like a lot of, of people on Saturday – could have done better, and, and I've seen him do much better. He's a better player than, than what he put on film Saturday. Well, I know he'll uh, look for much better film along with the other Yellow Jackets. Again, 12 o'clock high noon kickoff at Raymond James Stadium this Saturday as the Yellow Jackets step out on the road to take on USF. We'll start diving into our questions on Twitter. The hashtag is AskCPJ. We'll also check out our Wellstar Athlete of the Week versus Alcorn State. Just getting started with the head coach, Paul Johnson. I'm Andrew Demetra. Our network engineer, Miller Pope, will continue with more of the Paul Johnson Show after this on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network presented by Wellstar. We've got you covered. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops. And wings. Dude, subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill. And an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. When bad weather is out there, so is Georgia Power, with power grids that can heal themselves. Highly trained linemen who are ready to go if the power goes out. And outage alerts by text, email, or phone that inform you of what's going on before, during, and after a storm. We do whatever it takes to bring you reliable power at the lowest cost when you need it. So, no matter what the weather can bring, Georgia Power is there. To learn more, visit georgiapower.com slash storm. Where memories are made. This is a miracle on Tech One Drive. Down Yellow Jackets. 30 seconds to go on the toss by Quay Cersei. Your statewide coverage of Georgia Tech football lives here. This is Yellow Jacket football from IMG. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767. Subscribe today. Hey, Georgia Tech fans, welcome to Wellstar Health System. You probably think we're going to give you a bunch of healthy living tips, but we've only got 30 seconds. We know that life happens, and when it does, Wellstar's got you covered with the largest health system in Georgia. With hospitals, outpatient care, primary care, specialty medicine, and urgent care all conveniently located, we'll be nearby when you need us. Wellstar, we've got Jacket fans covered.
You're dialed in to the Paul Johnson Show. Now it's time for tonight's Wells Star of the Week. Presented by Wellstar, the official health care partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Air receivers deployed to the right on second and ten. Draw a handoff. Waller trying to go around right edge. Loses the football. It's on the ground. Scooped up. David Curry, 10-5. Touchdown, Jackets. The scoop and the score. And welcome back, David Curry. Into the end zone for the touchdown. Now, David Curry, quite a reintroduction to the uh, starting lineup for the Yellow Jackets in his first action since the Tax Lair Bowl. Does what hadn't been done since the Tax Lair Bowl. Fumble recovery for a touchdown, following in the footsteps of P.J. Davis, returning that scoop and score 15 yards early in the third quarter versus Alcorn. He's our Wellstar Athlete of the Week, Wellstar official health care partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Coach, what makes David Curry, Richard Jr. now, Buford, Georgia, such a good match in this new system? Well, I think he's finally healthy, first of all. He's, he's really struggled with that since he's been here. But, uh, you know, I think having played safety in high school uh, and moving up, I think he's got a good recognition of the game. He he sees things quickly. As a good athlete, can run well, and uh, hopefully he'll get better and better each week the more he plays. Besides David, who, who not only had that defensive touchdown, also set a career high with four tackles against Alcorn State. W which other players do you think can really be a beneficiary of this move to a 3-4? Well, I think some of the defensive ends, Henri St. Amour, uh, Des Branch, certainly they got a little more freedom now. They're not taking on double teams and trying to hold points. Uh, they should be able to, to make plays, and, and really the guys at outside linebacker in these, this defense should have a chance to create some plays. I think Christian Campbell had a couple negative plays Saturday and as those guys learn more they'll they'll have more of those I think yeah Christian Campbell reg uh, got his first career sack for Georgia Tech uh, one thing Sean Bedford observed on the broadcast was it seemed like the guys up front were doing a good job defeating their blocks was that something you observed as well well it's not so much defeating the blocks I think as they were doing a good job uh, you know canceling their gaps and getting penetration into the backfield well, this defense is a little bit different in that uh you know, these guys are always looking to try to get in the backfield and get penetration. How do the A-backs fare? Nathan Cottrell, Quay Cersei, Clinton Lynch, they all took pitches and went 20-plus you know, yards. As a group on offense, they probably played uh, as good or better than any anybody as a group. It was uh, nothing earth-shattering, but they did their job, and when they got the chance with the ball, they made plays. Uh, let's take some questions on Twitter now. Hashtag is AskCPJ. Stefan wants to know, what needs to take place for the O-line to be more consistent? Seems like missed assignments are a consistent thing we hear about. So why do you think that's so common? Well, I think it just wasn't the offensive line. I mean, it, it was everybody. We always try to single them out a as a group. But uh, it's disappointing. I mean, certainly we've got to do a better job getting them ready to play. There's no question about it. Joseph has a good one. Uh, does Daquan have a repertoire? I think Joseph might have meant rapport uh, with each A-back and check where he'll be before the play or pitch to his spot. He said he noticed on Cottrell's big game that Nathan seemed shallow pre-snap but still got the pitch. Is that experience, luck? What do you think? Well, I think we were a little bit late in motion for most of the game, and that's something that we got to address with all of them. But, uh, you know, the, the path is the same for everybody, and the fundamentals are the same. So it shouldn't be an individual deal. Again, we invite your questions during the week with the hashtag AskCPJ. Good one from Patrick as well. You said Parker Braun, your offensive player of the week. Uh, what makes Parker Braun so good, and what does the rest of the O-line need to do to get closer to his level? Well, uh, Parker's got a lot of God-given ability. I mean, he's uh, flexible. He can bend. He's really strong. He's quick. And uh, he likes to play the game, and he's a little nasty. He likes to get after people. So, uh you know, you put all those attributes together, and, and it makes for a pretty good offensive lineman. So you couple that, he's a hard worker. He, he, you know, I don't think he missed a practice all camp. Uh, and he just enjoys playing. He's fun to be around, fun to coach. He's uh, the son of West Point grads, and his dad was his offensive line coach at high school, and they ran a very similar system. So probably from a very early age, he understood the blocking techniques of this scheme. When, when you're recruiting a guy and you know that he's a coach's son, how heavily does that influence your evaluation of him, knowing that his intelligence for the game is something that uh, you probably don't have to worry about as much as others? Well, certainly it can be a positive, but they have to be able to play. And, uh, you know, they have to have some athletic ability and, and be able to do those things. But I think any time you get a, a guy that's been around it, 
certainly they have an understanding of the overall concept. He mauled some guy to Quan Marshall's touchdown run. Yeah, I know. He <laughs> he likes to get after it, and sometimes we have to tone him back a little bit. Really? Yeah. In practice or in games or both? All the time. Really? Yeah. That's probably a good problem. It is. You wish you had more of that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'd rather uh, scold somebody for that than the alternative. Hyatt Regency Atlanta is your stay for game day. Visit us at HyattRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTech. Hyatt Regency Atlanta, an official partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Much more to come here on the Paul Johnson Show. We'll take your questions on Twitter. The hashtag is AskCPJ. Talk about some of the other guys who made their debuts in Yellow Jacket uniforms on Saturday in that 41 nothing win overall Corn State. With head coach Paul Johnson, I'm Andy Demetra. Much more of the Paul Johnson Show after this on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network presented by Wellstar. We've got you covered. Do you want more than what you're getting from the local newspapers? Tired of reading blogs? We're here to tell you about a new source for your Georgia Tech athletics news. TheWhiteAndGold.com. Launched in January 2018 and independently owned and operated by a Tech graduate, The White and Gold provides comprehensive reporting by professional sports journalists on all Georgia Tech sports, men's and women's, revenue and non-revenue. At The White and Gold, you'll find in-depth game coverage, features, recruiting, and more. That's TheWhiteAndGold.com, your source for all Georgia Tech sports. Traffic. It can be more stressful than that last second Hail Mary pass. But Nissan changed the game. Nissan Rogue has available Nissan Intelligent Mobility, like ProPilot Assist, that can start and stop in highway traffic all on its own and help keep you centered. Nissan Rogue. It's a game changer. Get to Nissan. Proud supporter of college athletics. ProPilot Assist is an available feature and cannot prevent collisions. Always monitor traffic conditions. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. See owner's manual for safety information. This is your home for the Yellow Jackets. You bleed together, you sweat together, you cry together, you fight together. Don't lose this opportunity, man. Team wins on three. One, two, three. Live coverage of Georgia Tech football continues after these messages. If you know college football history, then you know us. Heisman coached here. Megatron played here. 222 points in a game. They were scored here. And four national titles, they were won here. All on the same field where we still play today. When you come to the flats of Atlanta, gold isn't just what you wear, it's who you are. We're more than an institute. We're a college football institution. Proud of our history, driven to make more. Welcome to where tradition meets innovation, where toe meets leather, where white meets gold. This is Georgia Tech football from IMG Sports. You're locked into the Paul Johnson Show. Now back to your host, Andy Demetra. Every drive this year is brought to you by Georgia Power. Not just any drive. Every powerful drive is brought to you by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Welcome back to the Paul Johnson Show. Make sure you mark your calendars, folks. Monday, September 17th, that is two weeks from tonight, the first of our four live shows at Six Feet Under Midtown. They are proud to serve Yellow Jacket fans, and they will be our live show host for the four shows that match up with Georgia Tech's home ACC games, that begins the week of the Clemson game, two weeks from tonight, Monday, September 17th, 685 11th Street Northwest in Atlanta, Georgia. They take a lot of pride in serving Yellow Jacket fans. We were out there scouting them with the uh, IMG folks coach this week and got a great location inside the house there. We're going to take that place over, so make sure you come on out. Six feet under Midtown beginning Monday. September 17th. Uh, Coach, let's get back to some of the guys who made their debuts. This guy is no stranger to college football, but he got his first career FBS start with you. That'd be your graduate transfer, uh, Rivera, uh, free safety, replacing A.J. Gray. How'd he do? Malik played really well. He, uh, you know, he had a good game. He was consistent in helping people get lined up. He has a lot of experience back there. He had a nice pass breakup on the sideline. And I thought overall he uh, he did some good things. Yeah, Malik Rivera getting his uh, master's in quantitative and computational science at Georgia Tech. Probably not too many guys in major college football 
getting a master's degree quite like Malik. And, and obviously he's got big shoes to fill with uh, A.J. Gray. Uh, he was medically disqualified at the end of the spring. But I know A.J. is still involved uh, in your program. He's still on scholarship. Can you kind of explain uh, some of the roles that A.J. has taken on within the program this year? I saw him out at preseason practice out there on the field helping out what looked to be the defensive GAs. Yeah, well, he's out there uh, coaching with the defense. And, uh, you know, Saturday he was at the game, had a headset on down on the sidelines. And uh, he's helping out with uh, Coach Wood over there with the safeties and the stingers and uh, doing a good job. He's not the most talkative guy, so that's probably got something he's got to get used to now with that headset on. Well, I think once he gets to know you a little better and he feels more comfortable, he, he's uh, got a pretty good personality. He talks, but he's, he's not a guy that's going to – uh, you know, if he doesn't know you, he's pretty reserved. That is true. Also a pretty good Adidas uniform model, as we found out this uh, this past month and helping with the uniform unveiled. Uh, speaking of unveilings, you had your two cornerbacks uh, who started on Saturday, Jalen Askew, Trey Swilling. They both got their first career starts. I know you rolled a lot of guys in there in the defensive backfield, but how would Trey and, and Jalen do? Well, I think that uh, overall they did uh, well as far as playing. They've got some work to do effort-wise. I think it's their first time really understanding that but uh you know Jalen made a couple of nice plays he broke up a came up had a tackle for loss on a bubble screen and Trey for the most part didn't get a lot in his direction but he was kind of where he was supposed to be and, and pretty responsible for most of the game another guy who saw his first action in that backfield was Caleb Oliver we'd mentioned him earlier got his first career interception brought it back to the house where now for that penalty flag in front of the Georgia Tech bench uh redshirt freshman what are some of the strengths that you feel can make him a factor in the defensive secondary well Caleb's really smooth I mean he's got uh, good athleticism but he kind of gets the game uh you, you know it's going to be a challenge for those guys each week because the competition level is yeah. going to increase so I'm anxious to watch them play this week against uh, guys that are going to be a lot bigger and a lot faster yeah USF they certainly know uh, what they're doing in their system it's different Oliver but Tobias Oliver Got to his first action at quarterback. How, how do you do on his series? Yeah, he did well. I thought that, uh, you know, he, he had a lot of carries and took the ball, got it down on the field, down on the goal line. It was disappointing we had a bad play there on the goal line uh, that hopefully we'll learn from. He'll learn from it. And uh, frustrating to do all that work, good work he did, and then not, not finish it down there. Are you a coach who kind of believes in first-game jitters? Or do you feel that's a figment of people's imagination and maybe a crutch if somebody doesn't perform as well as, as they'd have liked? I think it just depends on the person. I, I usually don't – I'm not real good on excuses. Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, hashtag is asked CPJ. Stephen with a good one. Do you coach Taquan and, and your quarterbacks to slide in situations where they're taking on multiple defenders where he's already picked up a first down – might have been referencing Taquan's running play in that third quarter where he got the first down and there were about three guys closing in on mm -hmm. him and didn't go down easily, that was for sure. No, we'll have that conversation <laughs> again today. I mean, he's got to learn if he's going to last that, uh, you, you know, we don't – there's times where you got to try to get the first down and maybe score, but in the middle of the field like that when the guys have got you surrounded, you need to, to save yourself and slide. Todd on Twitter, hashtag is AskCPJ. Oftentimes coaches say the biggest improvement happens between game one and game two. Overall, what area do you think needs to see the most improvement this week? Gosh. Uh, offensively, they, there's a bunch. Uh, we need to kick the ball much better. Uh, that was pretty evident. Not just a thing, but our kickoffs, we're trying to put it in a certain area on the field, and we weren't close about half the time. Uh so we've we've got to do that. We've we made some mental errors in the return game, uh, but I think Wanye is going to be an exciting guy back there when he gets you know set and figures it out. Uh, just eliminate the errors and and be more consistent and you know have better recognition of what's going on around us. I know every coach, no matter if it's a win or a loss, always says we got a lot of things to work on before our second game. So I'm curious in your career, what was your best season opening win? where, you know, could have been here, could have been elsewhere, where you flip that tape on afterwards and you go, man, we, we were pretty good. I don't have a lot of quarrels for God, first I week. <laughs> gosh, I have no idea. I can't 
can't remember just yesterday. Co- coaches just it's, aren't wired that way, are they? No. All right, we'll, we'll take another break. Still got plenty more questions. Great turnout on Twitter. Keep those coming. The hashtag is AskCPJ. Also have our Coca-Cola ACC refresher. We'll dive into a preview of the USF Bulls, Georgia Tech's opponent with Tommy Leather at noon on Saturday at Raymond James Stadium. With head coach Paul Johnson, I'm Andy Demetra. Much more of the Paul Johnson Show after this on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network presented by Wellstar. We've got you covered. Georgia Tech fans, the Buzz Memories program presented by State Bank and Trust returns to Bobby Dodd Stadium this season with even more behind-the-scenes experiences for fans in addition to VIP tours, field passes, and more. Touchdown jackets to Quan Marshall. Pats his chest as he just did it the hard way. Redeem Buzz memories at ramblinrec.com slash memories from your smartphone today. That's ramblinrec.com slash memories. Go Jackets. How do you become America's best-selling brand? You build the legendary F-Series trucks, America's best-selling trucks for 41 years, with Super Duty and Motor Trend's 2018 Truck of the Year, the F-150. Now is a great time to check out Ford F-Series trucks with great offers, leases, and financing at your local Ford store or online at buyfordnow.com. America's best-selling based on 2017 calendar year sales. Best-selling trucks based on sales December 1976 to November 2017. For the best highlights and sound from each game, follow the voice of the Jackets on Twitter at Andy Demetra. Our coverage continues right after this on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network. At PT Solutions Physical Therapy, we're proud to be an official partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. In sports, getting to the next level takes lots of talent and lots of work. At PT Solutions, we believe that every young athlete deserves the opportunity to chase their dream. That's why you'll find our therapists and trainers on the fields and sidelines at every level, helping athletes stay healthy and be at their best. We hope you'll visit us at over 40 Georgia locations or at ptsolutions.com. Hey, Georgia Tech fans, welcome to Wellstar Health System. It's that time of year again. Cold and flu season is back, and we've got you covered. Our primary care offices are conveniently located in your neighborhood, around the corner. Get your flu shot now so you can stay healthy. Cheer louder and never miss a game. Across the goal line, touchdown Georgia Tech! Wellstar, we've got jacket fans covered. dialed into the Paul Johnson Show for more coverage of Yellow Jacket football alongside three-time ACC Coach of the Year Paul Johnson. Here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. As we welcome you back to the Paul Johnson Show, week two for the Yellow Jackets taking on the USF Bulls. We'll break down Charlie Strong and the Bulls. They were winners over Elon on Saturday, so a pair of 1-0 teams clashing under that hot Florida sun at noon on Saturday. Uh, another question, Coach, on Twitter, hashtag is AskCPJ. I want to know, what's a typical Sunday like for you and the coaching staff during the season? What kinds of hours do you guys keep? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I can give you mine, basically. Let's hear uh, it. You know, I usually get up uh, Sunday morning and go try to have breakfast pretty early. I think I got into the office this time when I was about 8.15. Uh, and then... I go over all the game films from the previous game, and if I get through in time with what I'm doing, I'll start on the opponent. Uh, meet with either the offense or defense staff at 11 to go over the game film from the previous game. Excuse me, when I finish, then I'll meet with the other staff at 1, and then we'll have a full staff meeting at 4, and then we break from there and start watching film and getting ready for the next week. So just depends uh how long i'm i'm usually more of a morning person uh than late you know i usually try to get out of here on a sunday night by eight or nine o'clock uh because i can get more done if i come in early in the morning i'd I'd rather do that and try to come in at five or six or you know a little before that get stuff done when nobody's here that's still a 12 or 13 hour day though isn't it 
Well, yeah, it's it, that's all that. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why you know whenever somebody asks a, a college coach, "Hey, did you see your former player do this or do that in the <laughs> NFL?" It's like, what? Where? Where do you have the time to to sit down and watch NFL games? Yeah, we don't watch any NFL games on Sunday. We don't have time. Yeah, you might see a highlight here or there, but boy, not, certainly not 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 enough time to dedicate yourself in front of the couch. Uh, another question on Twitter: the hashtag is #AskTPJ. This is a good one from Paul. Let's hope this scenario does not present itself on Saturday. But Paul wants to know what are the logistics when a player gets hurt at an away game and has to remain behind when the team returns home? How is it handled? Does someone on the staff stay behind with the injured player? Well, certainly it depends on the severity of the injury. But, yes, someone on the medical staff would always stay with the player. Uh, be one of the trainers or one of the team doctors or somebody will always stay there with them until they come home. But those players don't always have the ability to fly home, though. Right, because of just whatever medication they might be taking. Uh, to well, we get them home whatever it takes to get yeah. them home. So if they uh, if they had to stay overnight for whatever with the, with the trainer, the doctor, certainly we'd fly them home the next day. If they can't fly home, then we get a car and they drive them home. Boy, I, I hope they don't have any long road trips here across the country. Well, if you're across, if you're playing somewhere like uh, say North Carolina was playing at Cal Berkeley, yeah. they just wouldn't come home until they could fly. Yeah. Hmm little extra uh, time on the road trip there well there's very few injuries where they're going to let you out that you could go home that you're not allowed to get on a plane especially yeah. at that age now well, thank goodness tampa's uh we're reasonable driving distance from well, atlanta and let's, let's hope, hope we don't have to exactly leave yeah that'd be the best case scenario uh will with another question here on twitter he said he noticed the guys who didn't dress out stayed off to one side of the sidelines was that to minimize distractions absolutely uh you know there's too many people down there anyway and uh we just want people that are invested in the game on the sidelines. And a lot of times those guys who are red shirting or not playing or whatever, they're not that involved. And uh, while they're a big part of the program and we want them on the field, they're just outside the box. Just uh, minimize the clutter down there in the sidelines and keep the focus where the focus needs to be. Uh, Curvante Benson, I haven't talked about Curvante yet. Uh, he's one of the three players with 75 or more rushing yards on Saturday. Of course, did not start serving that one-quarter suspension. But uh, when Curvante did come in, his carries, how did he look? Yeah, he played well. He re really ran the ball hard. He uh, broke a lot of tackles because we turned some people loose on him. And uh, he he played well for the first game. He's got some work to do blocking-wise, but a lot of it's fundamental stuff. But uh, I was pleased with him with how he played. He, he looks leaner this season. Uh, maybe a little bit. He's probably about 212 or yeah. right around there. That's usually about what he weighs. Guys kind of bounce off him. Uh, is he back to number one be back this week? Is that competition open? Is it still Jordan Ponches Mason as we sit here? Well, we'll see how the practice goes, but I would suspect that Cravante would be the starter. Yeah. All right. It brings a lot of experience. And while it wasn't quite the 126 yards rushing he had in his season opener last year versus Tennessee, still very effective at a couple of touchdown runs as part of that 41 nothing shutout win overall Corn State. Coming up, it's our Coca-Cola AC refresher as we continue to take your questions on twitter continue to count you down to game number two for the yellow jackets versus the usf in tampa much more of the paul johnson show after this on the georgia tech img sports network presented by wellstar we've got you covered best tailgate it's got to be burgers and an ice cold coke real football y pollo asado. hoops and wings it's subs nah hot dog no dodger dog i'll drink to that pass me a coke it's gotta be crawfish mac and cheese no seven layer dip ribs no contest oh, um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice-cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke, come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. Do you want more than what you're getting from the local newspapers? Tired of reading blogs? We're here to tell you about a new source for your Georgia Tech athletics news. TheWhiteAndGold.com. Launched in January 2018 and independently owned and operated by a Tech graduate, The White and Gold provides comprehensive reporting by professional sports journalists on all Georgia Tech sports, men's and women's, revenue and non-revenue. At The White and Gold, you'll find in-depth game coverage, features, recruiting, and more. That's TheWhiteAndGold.com, your source for all Georgia Tech Sports. Follow us on Twitter at IMG Audio for the best highlights and sound from around the country each Saturday. More coverage of Yellow Jacket football continues after these messages. We all know how important coaching is to great performance on the field. Well, the same is true in the classroom. That's why Georgia Power is teaming with Georgia Tech to sponsor the Professor of Excellence program. 
recognizing a tech professor who goes above and beyond for their students. Look for the honorees during an on-field presentation at every Jackets home game and learn more about Georgia Power's commitment to sport and scholastic excellence at georgiapower.com sports. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767. Subscribe today. Time now for an ACC refresher presented by Coca-Cola. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Here again, Andy Demetra. Here's the ACC schedule this week. One last game to go on this opening weekend. Virginia Tech and Florida State get the uh, Monday night, Labor Day night treatment. The Yellow Jackets hand. Watch that game tonight. All other action on Saturday. Wake Forest plays host to Towson. Duke is at Northwestern. NC State takes on Georgia State. Boston College at home for Holy Cross. Virginia plays host to William & Mary. North Carolina goes just down the road to take on East Carolina. Syracuse at home versus Wagner. Miami will try to shake off that loss last night. They take on Savannah State and Coral Gables. Louisville is at home versus Indiana State. Number two, Clemson on the road against Texas A&M. Florida State welcomes in Samford, Virginia is at Indiana. And number 10, Penn State might not be number 10 much longer there at Pittsburgh. And, of course, our matchup, Georgia Tech versus USF, a team that uh, – plays in the AAC but went toe-to-toe -to -toe when they took on the I guess you can call them national champion USF Knights last uh, year late in the season Charlie Strong has the defensive pedigree coach what kind of characterizes his types of defenses I think they're aggressive uh, they, they do some multiple stuff and they had a really good team you watch their their team a year ago they, they lost two games so they you know finished 10 and 2 and beat Texas Tech in the bowl game, and they've got a lot of talented uh, players. As you can imagine, there are a lot of good players right there in the Tampa area. And uh, they've gotten s several kickbacks that go away and then come back to school, and, and they've kept a lot of the guys there home as well. Offensively, how might their offense look a little different in its scheme and its concepts from what you saw Saturday versus Alcorn State? Well, they're similar. I don't think they have as much uh, quarterback run stuff as uh, – it, you know, they they had a year ago, and, and maybe what Alcorn had, their quarterback's a little bigger guy. He's 6'5", about 220, and he's capable of running, but I don't think they have a lot of design quarterback runs from him. You know, Al him. Alcorn State, their, their starter, Noah Johnson, averaged 55 rushing yards a game, and, and those quarterback runs are an integral part of their offense. It didn't seem like uh, those guys broke it off for a lot of design runs, or when they did, they could really get to that second level, but maybe one time. Were you pleased uh, with the way the defense was able to, to contain them uh, and not allow them to get outside and, and sort of improvise their way into yards? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we did, I think the, we didn't give up what I call big play 20 yards. We didn't have one. The defense didn't give one up, either run or throw. And if you can do that, you're going to be pretty good. You're not going to score a lot yeah. of points because uh, there's not very many teams that can go you know, five, six, seven, eight yards a pop all the way down the field. I think the longest play from scrimmage that Alcorn State had on Saturday was 10 yards, and that was on a pass play. Longest run was nine yards. And you faced a guy in P.J. Simmons who averaged more than eight yards a carry, kind of a, a scat back, but didn't seem like he had a lot of luck between the tackles. Um, up front, when we talked about Henri St. Amore and Desmond Branch, but how about the nose guys? Brandon Adams, Kyle Serge Henderson, did they do a good job handling their responsibilities in the middle of that line? Well, I think for the most part they, they did, did a good job. Uh, you know, we've got to do a better job defining our gaps up there sometimes so the linebackers can fit off of them. And, but uh, – you know, most of the time they were playing hard and, and creating a stalemate and, and at least getting their head over where it needed to be in their gaps. He had uh, a lot of receptions up for grabs this season with Ricky June now gone. Brad Stewart tied his season total in receptions on Saturday with Ford. Jalen Camp had a couple of catches. He had a spectacular one that was called incomplete. But uh, your starting receivers, Jalen Brand, how they fare in their route running and, and their overall responsibilities. 
Well, they did okay. It was typical first game. I think we uh, they're going to see the tape and they're going to see we got some work to do on the backside of plays. Uh, Quay's long uh, option play down our sideline. The backside corner made the play, and there was a couple of plays where the backside guys. So we got to come with a little more urgency in cutting people off. But uh, I think for the first game, they they acquitted themselves well. Uh, we had another question on Twitter about. Uh, somebody noticing that there were some times A-backs were running middle routes 7 to 10 yards downfield, and at least by his observation, they were open, but uh, Taquan or Tobias didn't go to them. You're nodding your head, so it looks like you noticed that as well? Yeah, several times they were the hot receiver which should have been getting the ball off the snap when the, when the team blitzed, and uh, that's one of the things that was frustrating. We missed that about four times on Saturday. When, when a guy misses that, are they just honing in on something else? Or I just, have no idea yeah. what they're honing in on, not what they're supposed to be, that's for sure. Boy, because it, it, it seemed like those little seam routes with Clinton Lynch two years ago, those those things were money for him. So there were a couple of times where maybe a big play was left on the field there with those uh, A-backs running down a the seam. Absolutely. There were a couple of times we could have had big plays. Well, hopefully you uh, will not let those opportunities go by the wayside this Saturday when you take on USF. Again, we'll be on the air with our network pregame coverage at 10 o'clock. Kickoff to follow at 12 o'clock, maybe a couple of minutes thereafter. We'll continue our coverage of the Paul Johnson Show after this. This is the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network presented by Wellstar. We've got you covered. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm, which means pests like Ants, roaches, and mosquitoes are still out in force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow Exterminators is trusted to keep a pest-free zone at the Yellow Jackets' home, so rest assured that with Arrow's pest and termite control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free home evaluation today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Where memories are made. This is the miracle on Tech One Drive. Down Yellow Jackets. 30 seconds to go on the toss by Quay Searcy. Your statewide coverage of Georgia Tech football lives here. This is Yellow Jacket football from IMG. Hey, Georgia Tech fans. Welcome to Wellstar Health System. Have you thought about your next doctor's visit? Probably not, but we have. And at Wellstar, we've got you covered. For that flu shot you know you need at one of our primary care clinics. For that accident you weren't expecting at our level one trauma center. And that old football injury that just reared up again. Yep, our orthopedic specialists are at the ready. Wellstar, we've got Jacket fans covered. At PT Solutions Physical Therapy, we're proud to be an official partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. In sports, getting to the next level takes lots of talent and lots of work. At PT Solutions, we believe that every young athlete deserves the opportunity to chase their dream. That's why you'll find our therapists and trainers on the fields and sidelines at every level, helping athletes stay healthy and be at their best. We hope you'll visit us at over 40 Georgia locations or at ptsolutions.com. You're locked into the Paul Johnson Show. Now back to your host, Andy Demetra. Welcome back to the Paul Johnson Show with the head coach, Paul Johnson. I'm Andy Demetra. Keep those questions coming. Got a great turnout on Twitter. The hashtag, as always, is AskCPJ. Georgia Tech versus USF this Saturday from Raymond James Stadium. Another question on Twitter, Coach, asking about what steps you and the staff are taking to make sure your players are hydrated uh, for Saturday's game. Right now, the forecast calls for a kickoff time of 90 degrees, and I, I think our fan on Twitter knows that if you get dehydrated on Saturdays because you're not hydrating well enough on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So what steps are in place uh, with your staff to ensure that guys uh, are staying well hydrated heading into that Tampa heat? Well, it's a constant conversation and education, and they get it every day from not only us, but from the weight staff and the nutritionist. Uh, you know, we have the Gatorade machine, Powerade machines in the uh, locker room. Uh that it's available to them all the time. They can fill up their jugs and take it with them. Uh, you know, it's it's available for them, so they're educated in that. And, and, you know, you can't force it down them, but they know what it's about. So most of them do a pretty good job that way. Yeah, just constantly drilling into them the uh, the need to hydrate. You talked about that Powerade slush machine uh, inside the locker room. We didn't even have time uh, to, to get into the new locker room on last week's show. If, if a fan were to step inside 
this new Georgia Tech football locker room? What do you think would impress them the most? Oh, I don't know. I think the newness of it probably, but it's uh, they did a nice job in designing it. But uh, you, you know, it's it's like most of other the other locker rooms. <laughs> it's like what everybody else has. So I think they would be surprised to see what the locker rooms look like on the major college level. Yeah, now they have one to call their own. They got that self-healing material now in the locker stalls where if, like, your helmet scuffs up the surface, it's got some self-healing material now where it just fixes itself. I, yeah, I don't clearly know about Georgia, all that. Clearly a Georgia Tech grad curated all that because that's, that's pretty impressive. Hopefully they don't scuff it in the first place, but <laughs> – that would be nice. Uh, let's talk more about USF and their running game. How do they integrate their running game? What kinds of uh, run calls do they make to get their guys downhill? Well, they're very similar to, to what Alcorn did. I mean, they're a zone team. Uh, not as much zone read. They'll run some power. They, you know, it's the same almost the NCAA offense. I mean, they look to throw the ball down the field and challenge you vertically. It's kind of Art Brawl's offense. And hopefully they they can spread you out and when they do that they just try to hit some some zone plays and uh, that's the way they run the ball so based on what you saw from the defense on saturday what has you encouraged that you guys are going to be in the right mindset their eyes are in the right place to combat uh, usf and its offense well we just got to continue to grow on the defense and play their responsibility and know what everybody is uh supposed to do and then play fast that's what you have to do and then you'll have to make tackles probably against a little bigger a little better backs and the receivers and the quarterback are going to be bigger and better players yep well but fully anticipated coming off on corn state want to know where the yellow jackets want to know are the bulls again will like be on the air at 10 o'clock kickoff time 12 o'clock from tampa we'll hit another timeout much more to come here we'll get into our mgm keys to the game for the jackets and usf bulls it's the paul johnson show on the georgia tech img sports network presented by wellstar we've got you covered traffic it can be more stressful than that last second hail mary pass but nissan changed the game Nissan Rogue has available Nissan Intelligent Mobility, like ProPilot Assist, that can start and stop in highway traffic all on its own and help keep you centered. Nissan Rogue, it's a game changer. Get to Nissan, proud supporter of college athletics. ProPilot Assist is an available feature and cannot prevent collisions. Always monitor traffic conditions. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. See owner's manual for safety information. Georgia Tech fans, the Buzz Memories program presented by State Bank and Trust returns to Bobby Dodd Stadium this season with even more behind-the-scenes experiences for fans in addition to VIP tours, field passes, and more. Touchdown Jackets to Quan Marshall. Pats his chest as he just did it the hard way. Redeem Buzz Memories at ramblinrec.com slash memories from your smartphone today. That's Ramblin rec.com slash memories go jackets follow us on twitter at img audio for the best highlights and sound from around the country each saturday more coverage of yellow jacket football continues after these messages Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 1767. Subscribe today. At Georgia Power, we do more than generate some of the lowest cost energy in the country. We attract businesses to our state by connecting national and global companies to an expanding pool of talent. This effort has resulted in over 134,000 new jobs in the last 10 years alone. It's just one of the many ways we help make our state a better place to live, work, and grow. Georgia Power, generating opportunity. Learn more at georgiapower.com growth. Time for a look at this weekend's upcoming opponent, brought to you by MGM Resorts. With a look at the keys for this week's game, once again, here's Andy Demetra. 
Our Keys to the Game is always brought to you by MGM. Humans weren't born to be bored. That's why we created the MGM Resorts to entertain the human race. Visit MGMResorts.com to book your Vegas stay today. This was a potent USF offense a year ago, Coach. Uh, another question on Twitter, the hashtag is AskCPJ. Stefan wants to know, is the full playbook open for the D? If not, do you think it will be by season's end? Did Nate Woody showcase everything uh, uh, on Saturday, or did he leave some things kind of close to the vest for USF? No, I don't think they're close to having everything in. Uh, what we want to do is make sure that what we've got in, our guys understand and can do it. And it'll be a constant add stuff, you know, as you go. But, no, there's – with the playbook on offense or defense wasn't fully open on Saturday. I'm guessing it wasn't for a lot of programs in college football. Well, let's break down these keys to the game. And I think so many of these keys are in the context of what you saw out of your team on Saturday. But if you were to distill it to a few keys on both sides of the ball, what will they be for a successful Saturday versus USF? Well, offensively, we've got to take better – care of the ball you can't put it on the ground you can't turn the ball over that's for sure uh better recognition uh and and you know i think if we do that those two things then we we can be successful on offense defensively have to continue to try to create some negative plays hopefully get get some turnovers and uh fly to the ball you know every game we'll see how how we do when we face a little adversity because every game it's not going to be a scoreless thing over there. You hope it is, but but we know it's not going to happen. So, you know, when we give up a big play or we give up something, how we come back from it. It seemed like the body language of the defensive players on Saturday on the sidelines, you know, you talked about them flying around, and it seemed like that energy really carried over to them on the field and on the sidelines. Was that something you observed, that they just played with a lot of enthusiasm and just had a lot of enthusiasm in general? Well, I think they had fun. I think for the most part they know what they're supposed to do and they can just kind of play and have fun. Uh, Victor Alexander was a guy we haven't talked about yet. He led the team in tackles a year ago. He's adapted to that Jack linebacker role. Uh, Victor Alexander, his day, how'd he grade? How'd he look? He did okay. I mean, those guys played uh, – I don't think the other team had the ball but 50 plays. So – uh, and they rolled guys. I think Vic played probably 17 plays, you know. Uh, it's the same we were talking about Cervante. Cervante played about 15 or 20 plays. So it was, uh, you know, those guys didn't play a lot, but when they were out there, he did okay. Was that the plan coming in that you wanted to, to even out the workload, maybe save some snaps that you can use for this Saturday? No, I mean, I think it just worked because, uh, you know, we got several three and outs on defense, and if – if you do that, the nature of what we do offensively, you're probably not going to have to play a lot of plays. Special teams, I know there were some good aspects, some not-so-good aspects. Brenton King missed a, a field goal of 50 yards. It looked like he had the leg for yeah, it. Yeah, he, he had the distance. He just kind of pushed it a little bit. And he's going to be the number one place kicker at least beginning this week? As of right now, he is, yep. And uh, how about kickoffs? Is that still to be determined? Still up in the air a little bit. Uh, we had a hard time with the placement on the kickoffs, and uh, – we went over it this morning, and, you know, we'll evaluate it this week and go from there. You had Wanya Thomas return uh, one kickoff, and it was one of those where he was on the run, and he kind of caught it in stride and took it out. With the new kickoff rule in place in college football, anything fair caught inside the 25 is taken out to the 25. Do you have a hard and fast rule for your kick returners? Yeah, if the ball's kicked in the corner, if it's got a lot of hang time or whatever, then it, we need to fair catch it. If they kick it on a line drive and you can get it and run, then we need to return it. We just got to be better at it. And so with Wanye returning that kickoff, that was A-OK with you? Yeah, that's fine. It? I think the kick was a line drive, and he had a chance to return it. And, you know, Wanye's going to get better. He's got to learn that this is not high school and you don't break everything to the sideline. <laughs> and when he learns that, I mean – he had a nice punt return, but had he gone up inside and then out on the film, you could see he could have had a big one. When he sees that, he's going to be uh, upset with himself. But I think it takes time to learn. That's why I had him back there. You know, Brad's still going to return some punts, and we've got other guys on kickoff. But I return, too, we'll roll. But I think that's a good roll for, for Juan. Yeah, I think he's good at it. A lot of fans are excited about Juan Ye Thomas, the true freshman from Niceville, Florida. What are you excited about him as he continues to grow in this first season? Well, I just think he's going to be a really good football player if he continues to work. He's got a lot of tools, and not just as a return guy, I think he's going to be really good back there at safety on defense. Long arms, too. 
Yeah, he's a he's a, a really good athlete. He's got a chance to be be special, I think. Well, let's hope for a special Saturday as well as Georgia Tech heads down to Tampa to take on USF. We'll get the final thoughts from the head coach, Paul Johnson, as we ramp up another edition of the Paul Johnson Show right here on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network, presented by Wellstar, official health care provider of Georgia Tech Athletics. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year call 1-888-877-4373 extension 1767 to sign up for everyday champions that's 1-888-877-4373 extension 1767 subscribe today let me tell you about georgia tech on this campus you'll find beauty prestige innovation but one thing you won't find is a shortcut that's how we like it. Because on this campus, we aren't afraid of a challenge. And on game day, we darn sure aren't afraid of a fight. You see, gold reflects. And here, it reflects us all. Toughness, tenacity, pride, passion. Those values bond us. They've made us an institute without equal. When you see the white and gold, you know what we stand for. And if you're an opponent, you know what you're in for. Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Georgia Tech football. Once again, some of the final numbers before we close the book on last Saturday versus Alcorn State, Georgia Tech, 439 rushing yards. They held Alcorn State to 146 total, also held the Braves to 2 of 11 on third downs. You guys were 8 of 12 on third downs. That was one of those numbers that might have gotten lost in the shuffle, but had to be pleased with the third down efficiency of your team. Yeah, we were able to get in a lot of third and shorts. Uh, and then a, the few third and longs we had, we converted. I think we had a couple quarterback draws and – maybe a, a pass or two, but, uh, you know, the offense wasn't all bad. I mean, you don't have 500 and some yards and, and score like that, but it, we can be so much better. And our standard is, is set over there, and I'm not going to lower my standard for them. They're going to have to bring theirs up to me. Is that one of the benefits of having so many upperclassmen in your starting lineup on offense that – this is something where you tell them we can be a lot better and they know what they need to oh, do I and how to get there. I think they know. They know how they played. And when they see the tape, they'll even know more. When I get through watching that with them today, they'll know. Good old correction Monday out yeah. there at the practice field. It's coming, and so will this matchup versus USF. Boy, it's sort of weird to think that last year, because of the cancellation of the USF game, the first road game for you guys wasn't UCF, you mean. UCF. Yeah, USF this Saturday. UCF right. was last week, uh, last year. But you guys didn't play a road game until mid-October against Miami, and now second week of the season, you got USF. Now you have me thinking, USF this Saturday, and then Pittsburgh. going to be one of those uh, matchups where you kind of will find out about the, the mental makeup of your team fairly early and, and how they perform and handle the pressure being on the road? No question. It's going to be a challenge. They've got a good football team with good players, and uh, we're going down in, into a, a different environment, and it's going to be hot as Hades. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to roll some guys. Some some guys are going to have to step up and challenge their mental toughness. It's going to be balmy by Statesboro standards, but pretty hot by everybody else's standards mm. in Tampa, huh? Yeah, it'll be warm. I don't, You know, 90 degrees is 90 degrees, and that's uh, – Probably the heat index will be higher than that. I know we've covered a lot of ground this past hour, but I always want to leave the floor open to you. Anybody that we have not mentioned yet over this show who, who graded out well, who caught your eye, played decently that we haven't mentioned yet? Nah, you know, nobody that I would, would venture to single out. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it's still a process and we're growing. And, you know, we'll, we'll be into this thing two, three, four games before we really have an idea of where we are, I think. And once again, the first shutout since 2013 took place this Saturday. If you were out there at Bobby Dodd Stadium, thanks so much. We'll look forward to seeing you out again in a couple of weeks' time when we play the next home game versus Clemson. But first, a couple on the road, including this Saturday. USF will be on the air with our network pregame at 10 o'clock. 
Tommy's Leather just past 12. And on that, we'll wrap up this Monday's edition of the Paul Johnson Show. Thanks so much for all of your questions on Twitter. The hashtag, as always, is AskCPJ. Thanks to all of you who took full advantage. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right, thanks. He's the head coach, Paul Johnson, for our network engineer, Miller Pope, and everybody back inside the IMG Network Studios. I'm Andy Demetra. Thanks once again for listening to the Paul Johnson Show. Once again, set your calendars. Noon, Saturday, Georgia Tech versus USF should be a knockdown dragout from Raymond James Stadium. Safe travels if you're headed with us to Tampa. Once again, we'll be on the air with our network pregame at 10 o'clock on Saturday, looking for a 2-0 start to 2018. That wraps up this week's edition of the Paul Johnson Show. I'm Andy Demetra. So long. Thanks for listening on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network. to the Paul Johnson Show on the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network presented by Wellstar. Tonight's show has been presented by the following partners. Wellstar, the official and exclusive healthcare partner of Georgia Tech Athletics by Georgia Power. Georgia Power brings the energy for every game day and to your community too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. And by Coca-Cola. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Please join us every Monday night throughout the season for the Paul Johnson Show. Georgia Tech football is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.